0: You should go there now, yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle, uh Uh
1: uh-huh. 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 Hey, Larry. Hey, what? They call it the Nintendo Switch because you take one look at it and you want to switch it off. I should have worked out that on the news. Bit more before I came news. News is it. back.
0: New everybody's favorite well, segment, news.
1: No, but Everyone we've loves enough about, news. We we've talked enough about the possibility of a new Nintendo Switch enough that I think we kind of are obligated to talk about the Switch OLED.
0: Yes. So this is the segment sure. of
1: the podcast where we talk about the Switch OLED. I'm yeah, sorry.
0: Great. <laughs> not that there's actually that much to talk about I suppose when you're talking about the actual console itself Is the thing No uh, About the myriad about failures of it though There's plenty to yeah. discuss
1: Yes So uh, it, Way back in, in what feels like a million years ago now Ye olden I times. Yeah I was insistent that Nintendo would not release A pro revision of the Switch It's just not something in their, their nature to do And then they started, uh, like, spec sheets Because they never did that before, by the way Well, not on their home consoles, was pretty much my point Well,
0: (laughs) but this is more of a handheld, I suppose, than a console Sure,
1: it's whatever you want it to be (laughs) It's Whatever you would like it to be at the time is what the Switch is Hmm. Uh, For me, that is an object that sits in a corner and collects dust Completely inert in nature Sure, uh, But they, they started, like, uh, documents began to leak out that were describing a possible revision with different specs, a different d- GPU, 4K capabilities, stuff like that. So well, I pretty much had to eat shit on it uh, and say that, okay, yeah, this seems completely legitimate. They're going to put something like this out. And now, as of today, I am validated because <laughs> they are not doing of. that.
0: Kind of. The thing sure. is some of that was true the OLED thing was like sort of the major leak and I think the thing yeah. with that is that because of that people thought oh then they must be upgrading the internals too like they wouldn't just slap an OLED screen on the same old except they would. console except it's Nintendo so yes of course they would
1: yeah I am eternally reminded of the tweet that I read, like, back in 2020 where someone was like, Nintendo wouldn't make their entire year Animal Crossing, would they? <laughs> like, yes. <Yeah. laughs> Anytime you ask a question that is phrased like, Nintendo wouldn't do this completely obviously shitty thing, would they? The answer is yes, they would. It's Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, but hey, it's got a LAN port in it now, so I might be able to milk another five frames out of Mario Maker 2. Doubt it. So... That would be neat, being able to play that game at 15 frames a second
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing is like, put this new screen on this console to play your games at 540p a Cinematic 15 frames per second Like, yeah. big whoop You know what had an OLED screen like uh, 13 years ago, I think it was? The PlayStation it's Vita, Vita. Right? Yeah Yeah Looks really good. A
1: console that, a handheld that died too soon.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you can place the blame on the PSP's feet because that thing sucked.
1: Yeah, sure. But yeah, like, it's funny too because anytime something like this happens, I'm compelled to look through the comments uh, and and see what Nintendo fans are to defend it. I don't know. In this case, it's a pretty good idea because it's pretty funny. Uh, I like a lot of people. And there's been a lot of people going like Well you don't know that this is the only revision That's going to come out The Nintendo Switch Pro might come out later And it has like all the cadence of Homer Watching his pig fly through the air And go like no it's still good still good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It landed in the river It's a little wet, still good, still good It's,
0: yeah Alright so uh, A friend of ours that we've mentioned before uh, Brandon mentioned something about how he thinks that the Switch Pro might still be a like time thing with Breath of the Wild too which is what I figured but now with this mm. nope nope I don't think no, so. No,
1: I I think this is the only thing that they have to announce. I really really doubt because, that they're going to put a Pro model out.
0: Yes, I think if they do anything else now it will be a new console and it's not going to be in the next year because they wouldn't no, do it so soon after this revision.
1: Well, So this also kind of makes sense when you consider chip shortages and things like that. If you want to kind of milk the lifespan of your console out and possibly sell more units to people who already have units, Mm -hmm. you do a revision with things that you can actually get your hands on and you call it a day. They, they, They don't have to worry about chips. They don't have to worry about a new GPU in this. They keep using what they have. That kind of works out for them Like I I think part of Not doing a Switch 2 Anytime soon What I'm really getting at is Shortages would make it More difficult to design An entirely new console If they could just stretch this one out For a while longer until that market becomes more stable That's probably good for Nintendo
0: Probably Except They also have no games That's kind of a problem
1: yeah, well, what are you going to do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> eh, nothing can be done. Just dig out this Metroid game for the 3DS that I guess has been done for like three years.
1: How dare you? You don't need a Nintendo Switch, Larry, or a Nintendo Switch Pro, because the Nintendo Switch runs games fine. It runs them fine. Everything's fine.
0: Sure. That's Just the other excuse. Load up I've Breath been of hearing. the Wild and take <laughs> a look right. at that.
1: That's the other excuse I've been hearing a lot is, well, in fact you don't need a Switch Pro because the Nintendo Switch is perfectly capable as it is, and no, it's fucking not. (laughs) Like I'm trying to think of games that like ran stable on that thing that I've played, and the only things I'm coming up with are like Sonic Mania, which that better run stable, and Puyo Puyo Tetris. I think Uh... that's it.
0: You said you had issues with Mario Odyssey. I did not really. I had some
1: issues with it. Yeah.
0: Um, Stardew Valley runs fine.
1: Yeah. I'm, well, I guess the Switch is probably a pretty good console if, like, you want to play specifically pixel-based games that are trying to emulate games that are Super Nintendo Substantially games. older. Yeah. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, it's great for running SNES and NES games.
0: How would you do that? <laughs>
1: By paying them 15 bucks for their online service?
0: It's not fifteen, is it? It's not like twenty-five for a year, I think.
1: I I don't remember. I bought it that one year to play a couple of things, and then I finished those up and I stopped thinking about it, and then I got charged again. And then I just made sure to eliminate all of my credit card information from Nintendo servers. Good call. Yeah.
0: Probably Anyway, the Nintendo Switch OLED version uh, is also $50 more And the old version is sticking around, which is weird Like, that's the most modern Nintendo thing about this Which, if you want to talk about chip shortages influencing this That's the part of it, I think, that has the most effect on it It's like, we've got these in a warehouse We've already got a production pipeline for these We're going to keep churning them out Instead of the previous model, where they would replace it with the new version for the same amount or lower, um yeah, thanks N- Nintendo needs money
1: <laughs> easy job lady.
0: No, Nintendo needs more of your <laughs> money. They put a oh. land port in the dock, aren't you satisfied?
1: Yeah hey, I mean it's uh, it's white now You can play with white Joy-Cons Also oh by the way really good that they did not Decide to improve the form Or function of the Joy-Cons <laughs> at no, all
0: Of course not well, they have Couldn't even be bothered Still compatible with previous Joy-Cons I couldn't tell is it actually the same size I, I thought They kind I'm of just got rid of video... like the, the border kind of because there is a little bit Of a bezel around the screen on The regular Switch I think they kind of just Got rid yeah. of that
1: uh, I'm, I'm looking at a video of it right now, and it looks the same size to me. But again, I've not picked up my Nintendo Switch in a few months, so I guess I really couldn't tell you. Well, how would also, you, tell, anyway, you know,
0: Like, just picking it up and then looking at a video and being like, yeah, these seem about the same.
1: <laughs> well, the other problem, too, is the size of my hands and trying to compare them to the size of the hands of people in the video. Like, yeah. I'm not sure how they quite compare. Mine are very tiny. Theirs could just happen to be very, very big. And so then the Nintendo Switch OLED is huge. There's no way for me to know.
0: Well, they tell you how big the screen is, and it's not that much bigger, like the display, oh. anyway.
1: Oh yeah, seven-inch OLED screen. Yeah, and the normal oh, one's it's got six, a wide adjustable something. stand. Oh well, that changes everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. For all the times oh. you use the stand.
1: Finally, I can hunch over this and play Splatoon two and be a little bit less worried about it tipping over.
0: You're not I'm gonna, gonna do gonna that.
1: Switch sucks so fucking much man <laughs> i'm still really upset that i spent all that money buying one uh and then continued to buy games for thinking well surely it's got to get good eventually right The
0: great part is as bad as the switches and how much i hate it if this did have a performance increase <laughs> and it was like G- give us hey it's gamestop here give us your old switch for two hundred dollar I'd be like, yeah, "Yeah, sure, alright, I'll upgrade it, I guess, run these games better. But as it is, no, like, why, who cares?
1: Yes, I mean, the third week in a row I'm going to bring up SMT, but I've been watching those, like, daily demon showcase things, and, like... Again, my my issue with that is that's the last thing that I want on the Switch, and I really wish it were on anything else because every time I think about it being confined to the Switch, I think about all the lost potential. They could have done so much more with that if they developed it for the PlayStation or hell, even the Xbox, uh, but they decided to go with the Switch. And on all those showcases, after you form a demon, there is so much texture pop-in on the demon it has got me really, really worried about like further pop-in issues and like line-of-sight stuff in the actual game itself. Like the frame rate, at least, seems fine in all the footage that I've seen, and that's really more important. But you can tell that there's still probably some performance issues related to the console that it's on.
0: Uh, sure. Of course. Also, so. I mean, Shin Megami Tensei. Keep in mind, there were no Shin Megami Tensei games made for the PlayStation Four.
1: I understand But <laughs> like what they, if they did they that just instead like, mm,
0: No thanks We're just going to uh, release this one That's clearly a PS3 game That is also coming out on PlayStation 4 And that's it
1: Yeah Still I wish they had developed it Even if only like performance stuff aside So I just don't have to play the Switch <laughs> I really don't want to pick up the Switch anymore
0: They should have just made it Like a pixel game Just like do it sort of mega man yeah, 9 sure. style.
1: Well, they could even do it like SMT 4, frankly. Like I I get having gone back and played the first one, now how 4 is a lot closer to that formula than 3 is. Yeah. And I like I like the style of 3 more than those other games, but like if you're making a proper SMT, then I guess that style is more appropriate.
0: I guess so. It doesn't matter uh, to me. It's all turn-based. Whatever.
1: No. That's all I've been playing also, by the way, is SMT one. Not gone back to Yakuza Seven. Uh frankly I think that game's just boring.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I got to the uh nursing home segment and have I think completely fallen off of it. You
0: don't like that part?
1: No. Don't like I'm them all still... dressed
0: dressing up and sneaking in and finding out about how they're that murdering good. the residents
1: my issue with it is less stuff like that and more that every cutscene scene just has to drone on for so long and all the characters are so dull except for kazuma oh? or ichiban whatever oh. uh kazuma is, is ichiban kazuma but like i i don't give a shit about the homeless dude i don't give a shit about this uh washed up cop who became like a uh DMV worker or whatever. Like I don't even remember their names. Like these characters are just complete nothing to me. Like nothing about them has landed. Yeah. I've just I'm so bored with it. I'm like 10 hours in. I'm just like, ugh. Thinking about playing it is is akin to me thinking about having to go into work. So I don't know that I'm finishing that thing. It's a bit of a bummer. I I had really high hopes for
0: well, yeah. You were so excited that they're all gonna be GRPGs from now on.
1: I was, now I'm in the same boat as you I think that's a terrible idea
0: Ah, it gets a lot better
1: The gameplay itself is not the issue I, Again, I, I like the actual RPG stuff It's mostly just the cutscenes I'm finding very boring And they go on for entirely too long yeah, The thing is, like,
0: that's kind of a problem in a lot of the Yakuza games as they start slow, but okay, I no. think it's just exacerbated by the JRPGness of it Where normally, Probably. if you have something like this You could still just like smash some guys with a bicycle and have a good time but when it's just like the same jrpg battles in between it makes it feel slower than it already is
1: well i think when it's also telling a big like sprawling jrpg story where they're like okay you're going to be playing this thing for 40 plus hours just that stuff even gets stretched out longer than it really needs to be like I'm thinking about story stuff in other Yakuza games, and even that feels more brief and more engaging than it does in Like a Dragon.
0: Yeah, I had the problem with Judgment, too. It starts out super slow.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I I want to finish it, because I spent $30 on it that I really didn't have. Uh, And so I feel compelled to finish it. But also, every time I sit on my couch and it's like, okay, time to play a video game. Uh, I could do Like a Dragon, or I could play fucking Shin Megami Tensei 1. I've been gravitating towards Shin Megami Tensei, and that's a problem, because that game is also boring as fuck.
0: Yeah, I, I don't really understand why, especially because you're kind of on the cusp of sort of getting out of that early game slog of Yakuza.
1: Here's my, I'll tell you why because every time I boot up Yakuza 7 and I got to sit through a cutscene, I just get really antsy and I want to go do anything else. Uh, At least with SMT1, I can point at the screen and go, ah, I know that, demon! And, like, appreciate how the design has changed. So SMT1 has this one specific thing over Yakuza 7, which is what's been the deciding factor between what I'm going to play. You're so weird. I know. I am aware. This
0: especially after you refuse to play like Strange Journey or any of those that are in first person, because you're like, I don't like first person dungeon crawling. And now here you are playing playing first person dungeon crawling. Yeah. Except not even the new one with various quality of life improvements, just an old one, so you can look at the sprites and be like, ah, it's Jack Frost.
1: Exactly. Guess what? Jack Frost is in Strange Journey
0: too. Strange Journey has one of the character you're not you're not gonna believe this. It's gonna be a shocking twist. There's uh okay. one of the characters is named Louisa Fur. Now what do there's you think she's up to?
1: <laughs> there's a character in SMT one whose name is Louis Cypher. Oh. Yeah. This is <laughs> I wonder what that guy's deal is.
0: Yeah, weird. Uh, this yeah, is everyone a, in that town mystery. is talking
1: a lot about this Lucifer fella, too, so... Uh-huh. I wonder how it all connects. Anyway, Louis, Louis Cipher's hanging around with Lilith. Oh. That's a little unusual, too, but, yeah, I guess you know. I guess so. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, 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 I do it, it really is. Like, I should have also bounced off that game by this point, uh... But I guess, like, I keep feeling I'm so far into it I should just see it through now But, like, it's also just kind
0: of Look, I know we've talked in the past about how bad you are at gambling Again, (laughs) here we are with the sunk cost fallacy Uh, Should understand how these things work by now?
1: So I am actually probably about to I am probably actually about to give up on it because I came across a part of this guide that indicates to me that actually I might not be able to finish the game anyway, which makes it an even bigger waste of time. Cool. Uh, apparently that English patch fucks something up. So there's a part of the game uh, where you're locked into a story segment and your alignment will just change on you and this screws up the game's logic and it will end up just locking you into this one area that will not let you leave. Well that's cool. So like the the solution is to then get a unpatched ROM and reload your save in that, then play a little bit of it in Japanese to get past a certain point where it's not an issue anymore, then get rid of that ROM and load the save from that ROM into the patched version Mm -hmm. of the game, and then you're able to continue. And I don't want to do that. I think that I might be able to just use a cheat code and manually, like, realign myself and get past it that way, so I'm going to get to that point and see if that works, and then if it doesn't, I guess I'm just done with the game. Uh... Anyway, a lot of undiagnosed mental health issues in this country, Yeah. Uh, apropos of nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just want to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got other games I could play. I you could head over to Vegas, play
0: the slots lately or anything?
1: Nah, no, no. But I'm going there later this month. All right, so, great. Yeah, I imagine time. you.
0: I imagine you being like that guy. Remember that um, the Red Layer Media, the Best of the Worst, where they had that video about the slots. and there was that guy who who was just like and what you need to do is you you look here you see the bonus they got bonus you gotta put as many coins as you can in each of these you have to read the machine read the machine see what it says now i'm gonna press this button nothing loser next machine
1: (laughs) (laughs) doesn't he have something like towards the end of that where he's just like now we need to move on because we're almost out of money
0: yes i think so yeah he talks about like the production cost or something
1: uh, yeah i remember the line specifically production costs are exorbitant
0: yeah yes that's what he says and there were parts where it just like cuts to it like they were just there was no editing they were just like stopping the camera and then starting yeah, it. They were doing so, a, yeah so it just see, it just sees him like standing there for a second before he activates <laughs> i need to go watch that video again that was so good
1: it really is was that the same episode with uh surviving edge weapons
0: It it might be
1: I want to say or that was like it... that particular episode, they pretty much just had, just had like a perfect selection of of videos. I don't watch. know
0: if it was that one or they if it was the really one good. that had the um the Dunkin' Donuts conference one oh, also.
1: The push the Whopper button guy. Yes, yeah,
0: and the um. You gotta go
1: in there. You got to go to the manager, and you got to tell him <laughs> push the Whopper button.
0: I think so. It was the one with Don Beverage, in the credits.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the Whopper button guy. Yeah. Oh god! Uh, anyway, uh, go watch those buying, videos. Larry? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Instead of buying a new Nintendo Switch with OLED, uh, not a whole lot. Uh, the more of the Warcrafts uh guild finished first clear of Karazhan, and that was fun. Karazhan's like one of the best raids they ever did. Um, I mm. know you have no idea what that is, and especially no nope. interest. Uh, but it was like it's like a haunted castle raid. Uh, oh, it's okay. ten. A 10 man raid it's so so A lot of the cool Stuff about it is that it has random elements For example Um one of the Early bosses is this guy who's Not a Butler I don't know he's sort of like In charge of the dining room basically he's a Ghoul uh and so He is accompanied by I think five guests maybe four And they're picked from like A pool of different types that they can Be so, like, this character is sort of a priest, this one's a warrior, etc. And so, depending on what ones are with him, you have to change up your tactics, determine kill order, and things like that. Or later, there's the opera event, which is one of the bosses, and it can be three different events. There's like Romeo and Juliet, where you want to kill them both at the same time or like pretty close to each other. Otherwise, they resurrect or enrage. Oh, I
1: naturally. It's just like the story.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, Wizard of Oz Where you'll have like um, Dorothy, Toto Tin Man, Straw Man uh, And Lion And all of them have their own weaknesses And stuff and then after you kill them all The witch comes out and you kill her Which is pretty easy
1: um, Oh yeah just throw some water on her
0: Yeah but that that one's also neat because The weaknesses are tied to the characters Like this uh, scarecrow is weak to fire So as long as you keep fire on him He just sort of runs around aimlessly that um, Makes sense The cowardly lion can be feared Indefinitely uh, So as a warlock <laughs> I can just keep fear on him
1: Completely destroying His mental faculties yeah. Just like, utterly breaking him
0: Yeah basically Um, Dorothy has a, I think it's called Tito is her dog, which is just like a wolf. Like it's just the standard wolf model. Uh, mm. And if you kill it before Dorothy, is it? No, you have to kill Dorothy before it. If you kill it before Dorothy, then she enrages and will pretty much wipe your party. Um.
1: Oh yeah, she goes uh, John Wick mode on you.
0: Yeah. And then the third one is, oh, a little Red Riding Hood, where there'll be like the wolf. And he will turn one random member of the party Into Little Red Riding Hood And chase you around And so you have to kite him around the stage While the rest of the party tries to kill him oh. uh, So there's stuff like that There's one where you all control chess pieces um, And you are Moving around the board It's not turn based But you have cooldowns on your like movement and abilities and stuff Um, And that's fun It's really easy It's kind of just there as a goof
1: Um, This all sounds very interesting. I wish I was cool enough to play World of Warcraft.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you had the amount of time to sink into it, uh, instead of sinking that into Shin Megami Tensei 1 or any other of the myriad bizarre games you play.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's just, I can't do that.
0: Yeah, of course not.
1: I must finish Shin Megami Tensei 1. (laughs) Yeah. You're right over there. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, Got something in my throat, it's alright What have you been playing
0: otherwise? I have one other thing, but I need to mute this and take a drink
1: Okay, well I've not been playing anything else otherwise Uh, We tried a little bit of Shin Megami Tensei If uh, Which you can find that on our YouTube channel if you want to watch us kind of dink around in that game Uh, Mostly aimlessly, no idea where to go or what to do Uh, And the thing that I am liking about both of these games, too, is having to rely on old walkthroughs that are entirely inaccurate and sometimes (sighs) just outright written in lies.
0: I hate that guy.
1: Um, I meant to show you this yesterday, uh, but I got to Tokyo Destiny Land in SMT1, and uh, the map says that the terminal is marked with a T, uh, except the person making the guide also marked all the teleport pads with a T, So on that floor there's like Eight different rooms that just have A T in it and I spent fucking Forever wandering around trying to find The goddamn terminal Well that's cool It's very good I I showed you another map that he made Where it's like oh there's a bunch (laughs) of dark areas Where you can't see where you're going And for some reason like he made the map 20 by 20 pixels Yeah (laughs) So you couldn't see shit It was
0: man And like the whole image file is sort of like Regular like portrait piece of paper Essentially like if you imagine a regular Like letter size piece of paper It was basically like a stamp In the corner of it or something
1: Yes, Yeah so even if you try To like you know control and then And move your mouse wheel and zoom in Mm -hmm. on it All you're doing is just blowing up a very Tiny image until it becomes Blurry and still unreadable So it's Really having a good Time with stuff like that Uh, but I still love following these old guides like there was one for smt if uh specifically for the akira route uh which is like a new game plus thing and that opens up with like a question and answer thing with the author of the guide and uh, one of them is what is shin megami tensei if and the answer is just bad <laughs> great <laughs> well I really, there's nothing I enjoy more than snark in old game walkthroughs It's, it always makes me smile, it always makes me laugh I, it takes a very specific weirdo to want to sit down and devise an entire like plain text walkthrough Yeah So they're all great Except for Matthew Rory
0: (laughs) Okay (laughs) So uh, the other thing I played a little bit of, I have not finished I'm probably like halfway through I think it's pretty short Is Unto the End Which is on Xbox Game Pass It's been there for a while Um, It's alright It's basically I thought it was going to be More like um. Like Out of This World Or Flashback Or Blackthorn hmm. Like that kind of thing Judging by the look of it, it It's closer to kind of like Limbo or Inside it's it is a side-scrolling game, uh, some nice two D art in it, but it, the combat it has combat in it that's kind of like Nidhog, where you're blocking like high wow. or low, attacking high or low. Um, you have a role. Oh, you mean
1: like Zelda too? Larry.
0: <laughs> um, so you're going around. Uh, I kind of thought there would be more. When I got into it it sort of seemed like there would be more Souls type aspects of it because it Mentions like getting uh like bonfires And things but that's not really It you're heavily checkpointed Um so sort of like limbo Or inside there are a ton of traps That'll just murder you immediately Uh it doesn't really matter Cause you'll just respawn right there anyway Um but I don't know It's fine I looked up on how long to beat it. It's like three hours so
1: I'll probably finish oh, that later bad. today This seems so brief compared to everything else I've been playing recently Like a nice scant three hours actually sounds very pleasant to me right now
0: I had to look this up because I didn't want it to be another cross-code situation Where I think, ah, this can't be too long And then look, it's like 50 hours
1: Yeah I've had that happen a lot Cross-code's a good game, game, but holy cow Yeah Well, I guess not much going on in terms of us uh, playing new stuff then
0: not really, uh, I should have something from Gamefly soon uh, mm-hmm. That I will be playing on the Nintendo Switch That I will report on next week
1: I have no idea what that could be, there's no games on that console uh, There's but exactly one I have...
0: that came out this year
1: <laughs> Nintendo couldn't possibly bet their entire year on one game, Larry That just can't be
0: This one isn't even from Nintendo either
1: Oh, technically. Christ. Uh, I take a bet they got three games coming out this year. Uh, whatever one your you're droid? talking about, Dread and then SMT Five, and uh, that's it.
0: When you I just refer to it one. as Dread, I'm imagining a Judge Dread game.
1: Yeah, because that's what I want.
0: <laughs> just I mean, give did you me play, a Judge Dread game. Did you play that Super Nintendo one?
1: I want. Okay, I want a good Judge Dread game. Okay, Larry. That that Playstation 1
0: one But but specifically if you emulate it wrong And it just turns into a nightmare
1: Oh it becomes Cruelty Squad Yeah that one's pretty good too (laughs)
0: Yes Uh, Dylan just started playing Cruelty Squad by the way uh, And I find it kind of insulting That we did not already push him Into doing that It's just some random freak on Twitter Who was, was like ah your recommendation I need to check this out then
1: Yeah I should probably Hate go them. back to that instead of playing SMT I should play more Cruelty Squad Yeah mm. Now that's an idea
0: That's a gribble of an idea
1: uh, Look up how long to be a Cruelty Squad And find out it's like 90 hours or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean No It's all about replayability With Cruelty Squad
1: Sure, I am wondering if you do just try to like truck through that game about how long it is You're just oh, not out, very... like, okay, beat, beat each level once, get through it
0: Yeah, it, it would not be very long, it has multiple endings, I can tell you that
1: mm. Well, instead of playing a bunch of stuff, I have been watching a bunch of stuff, Larry
0: Okay, like what?
1: I've taken, I've taken a bit of a, a little detour on my Star Trek And have decided to also watch the Star Trek movies So I watched Star Trek The Motion Picture and Star Trek The Wrath of Khan. Okay. I did them back to back just to really appreciate how completely different those two movies are from one another.
0: You're so desperate to make sure there is a Star Trek segment every week. That you went to these extreme measures. No, I watched
1: them last night. And All I right. thought to myself, well, I don't have much to talk about on the podcast, so at least I can fall back on the Star Trek thing. If All there's right, then hey, else
0: here's I watched No Sudden Move, directed by Steven Soderbergh, available now on HBO Max, uh, starring Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, David Harbor. Uh, let's talk about that instead.
1: Did someone make a? Did somebody make a sudden move in the movie?
0: Yes there are many sudden moves Brendan Fraser's There's in it. Supposed to. it Brendan Fraser to it. is so big in this movie You have to see it to believe it He is gigantic oh, big Fraser. He looks like Kingpin It's great
1: I want to climb up on him Put a saddle around his neck and just ride lo- him around.
0: He looks like Into the Spider-Verse Kingpin Like he comes <laughs> out of a car And he is so <laughs> giant Just like a mountain of a man
1: I was going to ask, is he just very wide? Did yeah. somebody like did you take a picture of Brendan Fraser in Photoshop And they just dragged one of the corners out And they didn't like hold shift down?
0: That's kind of what it looks like uh, oh, That's a good Brendan Fraser It is, it's really good mm-hmm. uh, John Hamm is also in it And Ooh. A, su- a surprise Actor who bizarrely seems To surprise appear in a lot Of movies to the point where I'm wondering If this is just like a joke To him and he's just like Haha I'll get to be in a movie And nobody will know I'm in it Who is it? I'm, well, I'm not gonna spoil it, spoil it but that should oh, be, be A pretty good know. And Matt Damon
1: Oh yeah just... that makes sense Wasn't he in like Deadpool 2 Inter... yes. like... okay,
0: In Interstellar also.
1: I saw that one scene in Deadpool 2 That's the only scene in that movie I've I've actually watched oh. Where they parachute down and there's an invisible man He gets caught in electrical lines and it reveals it's Matt Damon I thought that's a pretty no, good gag no, Matt I'm not Damon... going to watch the rest of this movie
0: Wait, was that Matt Damon Wait, or no. was he one of the hillbillies? It's like in disguise
1: Oh, you know what, no, I'm thinking of Brad Pitt That happens to be all the time yes, Yeah, Brad the Pitt. same person.
0: <laughs> sure Matt Damon was so good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood
1: Me pointing a gun at Matt Damon or Brad Pitt Just waving it between the two of them going I don't know which one's the real one
0: (laughs) Anyway, uh, No Sudden Move is a uh, crime thriller Uh, It would make for a very good double feature with the nice guys Because both of them Mm. bizarrely are about like shady dealings in the automotive industry and in both are period pieces. Um
1: they both take place in the same like like 1970s?
0: Uh no, this is like in the 50s. Okay. But um it was very good. I I, swear I, that, I enjoyed like, it. The,
1: the nice guys isn't the only like Crime movie set in that period that's about like shady stuff in the automotive industry. I swear I've seen like others that are like that. And I wonder Probably. if there's something about the automotive industry in the 70s that was really crooked.
0: Well, there was. Like, that's what okay. this is about. I,
1: I mean, I don't know anything uh, about the, that. This is, so. well, again,
0: maybe this is the 60s. Okay. But like, a lot of the characters, they dress like maybe it's late 50s, early 60s, like Mad mm. Men. Um, but, uh, the main issue I had with it Is that Soderberg was apparently using period-accurate, like, wide-angle lenses for it Yeah And it all looks terrible Uh, it's not too bad when the camera is not moving But every time it moves, like, pans across something There's this fisheye effect that looks awful And it, like, made my head start to hurt every time it happened <laughs> Um,
1: Just imagine you like hunched over, clenching your head, watching this movie. (laughs) It's like it's like I have to finish it.
0: Yeah, it's just sort of like a Beastie Boys video. Every time it it pans (laughs) around, it's like there should be Ad Rock, Mike D, and MCA (laughs) here in the middle rapping "Intergalactic." It's cranium is swelling
1: up. It's all vascular. (laughs) It's about to pop.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It, it it's just such a weird decision. I don't know why he went with that. I don't know. He's always doing weird stuff like that. Like I shot this yeah, whole sure. movie on iPhone. Good job, Steve. Thanks. I, I really appreciate it. But um regardless of that. Very good. Um I recommend it. Everybody should go check out and No Sudden Move available on HBO Max. Uh, apparently that was everybody's talking with Meryl Streep? Apparently, that was a Soderbergh, Soderbergh movie. I had no idea. I saw like promos oh. for it and was like, yeah, I don't care.
1: Um, I just whenever I think about like, okay, we shot this movie, and Weird Boy, my mind just goes back to uh, Mulholland Drive. Yeah, like that's the one of the shittiest looking movies I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Well, but Inland it Empire completely. Too. Or actually maybe I'm thinking of Inland Empire Specifically I,
0: th- I think you probably are
1: I, I am, yeah Um, I watch those like fairly close to each other And they both play out like fever dreams And so I think that they've just Kind of become intrinsically linked to my mind yeah. As basically being the same thing They
0: are kind of um, companion pieces in a way Like they're both yeah. about like LA and like I'm going to be an actress and then everything goes bad. Yeah,
1: and weird garbage monsters and mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, but Inland Empire it looks like complete garbage, but it totally works for what that movie is and yeah. the kind of tone that it's trying to push across. So like it's a very uncomfortable movie for me to watch, but I like it because it makes me feel uncomfortable. It sounds like no sudden moves though is not Quite that like it's more Oh this is visually Like causing me brain issues
0: Yeah it's just like oh here's a shot of a room Everybody's at Benicio Del Toro's to the Left and looks really thin Because he's at the edge of the frame (laughs) Um
1: Benicio Del Toro to the left of me Benicio Del Toro to the right
0: Here I am Stuck in the middle with Kieran Culkin (laughs) Nobody wants that Uh
1: uh, kind of like the idea of like a Fun house mirror version Of Benicio del Toro in my periphery That's
0: basically what it is yeah uh, uh. but David Harbour is also very good at He's like sort of the William H. Macy role In this um, mm. Just sort of like a Old timey dad uh, Who gets embroiled in this And then the movie Kind of forgets about him for a while Uh Although that also seems intentional Like a lot of stuff like that that happens in this Because they mm. it, I'm not going to say seems intentional It definitely is because they outright state it There's a part where characters like Ah don't you like when characters you, That you just forgot about a long time ago Come back
1: <laughs>
0: Matt Damon <laughs> says directly that Directly into the camera and winks <laughs> Basically apparently the Matt Damon part Was filmed like a month Before like production Ended like they just oh. crank that at the last minute
1: Just, just do him dead. like that Uh, that, that zombie movie that Snyder did recently Just completely cut an actor out and digitally <laughs> insert Tig Notaro
0: So I, I looked at the production of this because I wanted to know about the weird lenses and stuff And the original cast for this was bizarre uh, John Cena was supposed to be in it originally I think he was the, <laughs> the Brendan Fraser role <laughs> Which I really would have liked to see As much as I that's like they my big boy Brendan, Brendan
1: That's why they needed to make Brendan Fraser more wide They had <laughs> well, a certain body they, type they needed to fill out
0: Yeah well it, they just had to green screen him in Over John Cena that's the thing <laughs> They already filmed it and they were like Brendan we gotta get you It was Coach McGurk he was just like Brendan we have to get you really wide <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to grab you and stretch you out So you can cover John Cena In the dailies <laughs>
1: Well, I'll probably never watch this movie because it's on Netflix, and I refuse to no, sign it up for that again. I, I just you said uh, it was on Netflix.
0: No, I said what was like, on? I said three times. It's on HBO Max.
1: Oh well, I'm not signing up again for that either. So <laughs> what is it? What are
0: you gonna sign up for?
1: Paramount Plus, baby! It's got all the Star Treks. <laughs> it's all you need. I could watch Lower Decks if I wanted to. You know, if it ever struck me like. I could watch uh, Picard. I could watch Discovery. Yeah, it's like keeping a loaded gun in your house; you can shoot yourself in the head with it at any time, or you can just leave it there. You know, yeah. it's just nice to have the option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I did watch the first two Star Trek movies, right. and I. Why do you not like Wrath of Khan? Explain yourself. I don't
0: dislike it. It's just like kind of meh. It's fine.
1: It's so good though.
0: No, not
1: really. It's r- perfectly paced. It's well written. It's well acted. The action in it is pretty good. No, it's not. The only thing—the only thing That's... about it that I don't like is Kirk's weird-looking son, he Just kind of shows up and is like, "Hey, you're my pappy," and then oh, I just yeah. like dies in the next movie.
0: I don't know. I only saw two. I, I also—it's just so anticlimactic. Like it's all building up to this fight between them And it's just like, ah, I moved down He went over us, then we went back up and blasted him The end
1: He's using two-dimensional thinking, Larry
0: Yeah, it sucks
1: (laughs) He only knows how to go left and right Basically any random
0: episode about the Dominion War In DS9 is better than Wrath of Khan
1: So I will give you that Uh, I I think that it's really good about how Kirk and Khan are kind of outwitting each other throughout the movie. And then the the way that Kirk wins, despite each of them coming up with these really brilliant strategies to get the better of each other, is just, oh, this idiot doesn't know how to fly a ship up or down. Mm -hmm. And so he just kills him. But, like, the stuff about, like, okay, we'll all federation ships use these codes to identify themselves and they use these codes so they can't be hijacked remotely by other ships but since they're federation ships they don't have that safeguard against each other so if we just find the code we can lower his shields uh and stuff about like oh well he's hacked our communications so instead of like if it's going to take hours to fix something you communicated it in days if it takes minutes to fix something you communicated in hours so that way we're always ahead of him because he's expecting something later like that stuff's great, I liked all that stuff um, And then yeah, at the end it's just I, I don't know, just fly over him Shoot the missile
0: The bit where like Spock dies Is pretty good Yeah, And like, his whole funeral thing is good Of course he, it's immediately Deflated <laughs> By like not even <laughs> waiting until the next movie To say he's back It's just like, we're going to show <laughs> his coffin Launching into this planet with Genesis yeah. happening That's why you like it so much It's just because it's so much about Genesis And you're like that reminds me of the Sega Genesis Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog was on the Sega Genesis <laughs> Vector Man was on the Sega Genesis It's just
1: about to be like this movie's just like Vector Man
0: <laughs> This movie's no, just I... like Rocket Knight Adventures
1: <laughs> I I think that Khan is a genuine grievance against Kirk Oh uh, yeah Kirk in in the show, Kirk uh, maroons Khan on this planet, but the planet has like it has all the trappings for uh, a hospitable new environment for Khan and his crew to excel on. They they can make their own society there. It's fine, everything's fine, uh, except then six months later, a nearby planet blows up and it leaves it a wasteland. And Kirk decides to never check up on them again. Nope, because he's a great guy. And then Khan's yeah, wife dies as a result. Plate. Sure. Uh, but, like, Khan's pissed that his wife died and that a bunch of his crew died because Kirk was negligent. He has a genuine grievance. So I, I like that. I like that Kirk is not painted as this, like, holy, good, infallible being that, yeah. in Gene Roddenberry's stuff, is sometimes too often the case. Like, TNG, the, there was that mandate for the first season that characters couldn't have interpersonal conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. which then makes them all feel very flat as characters. Uh there in the second season the episode with uh Moriarty gaining sentience in the holodeck. Uh there was an alternate ending to that thing and it was Gene who decided to go with the ending that they ended up going with uh which is uh Picard promising like hey when we figure out how to get you off the holodeck we'll run the program again and we'll get you off and like you can join the rest of us because clearly you have sentience. And so Picard looks like a good guy at the end of it. In the original ending, Picard realizes that actually Moriarty could leave the holodeck at any time because a drawing that he made ended up manifesting outside of the holodeck. So he tricks Moriarty into staying inside the program by lying and saying, we don't know how to get you out yet, then shuts it the fuck off and is like, we are never opening that shit ever again, guys. And so it's this really smart way for him to uh, Outwit Moriarty and then Gene was like No that makes Picard look dishonest We're not doing that So it's just like Going back to Wrath of Khan I like that Kirk is not shown as being Infallible in the way that Gene usually liked Representing those characters
0: Sure so when I Saw Wrath of Khan which was not that Long ago it was after I had already Started watching DS9 um I had no idea that that was actually something from the show. I, I mm-hmm. thought that it was just like, here's this previously unseen character. It's like, uh, like Nathan Drake's brother. He, it's just he's yeah. here now. We've never mentioned him before, but he's here. Um,
1: oh, it's my brother who I love a whole lot and who's my best friend and who I can't stop talking about now that he's here. Uh-huh. You know, my brother, guys.
0: Right, just like Vin Diesel's brother, John Cena. Speaking of John Cena, <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah So oh. it, it was surprising to me to learn That was actually a plot from the show Even with Ricardo Montalban It wasn't just a recast Uh, He's great in that yeah. movie He is Hammered he is it perfect. up
1: The, the whole uh, The whole scene where he thinks that he's marooning Kurt He's just leaning back in his chair <laughs> Yeah oh, it's, There's so many really, really good moments like that in this movie. Like yeah, so you that, mentioned the bit that's with something dying. And...
0: Any part where they're just like screaming at each other through view screens yeah. is good. But
1: I like the bit where they put the parasite into Chekhov and that other guy's ears Oh yeah, yeah. They're just screaming with their helmets on. It's really good too.
0: Yeah. But like overall it's just kind of a shrug, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean I don't agree with you, but yeah. <laughs> I get that you think that. Uh, the first movie, though, is interesting. Uh, that yeah. came out after Star Wars, and yet the thing that seemed to inspire it was Close Encounters. No, it wasn't even 2001, necessarily. It was Close Encounters of the Third Kind is what inspired it. That's weird. Yeah. I think it was Close Encounters of the Third Kind, if I'm remembering right. I but thought it, does it was have
0: 2001, like... because it, a lot of stuff I've seen from that seems a lot more like 2001.
1: It it still does have a very two thousand one vibe in it as well, um, but it's more about well, we need to make contact with this species that's like quickly approaching the Earth, and everything about it is trippy as fuck. There's a lot of really crazy imagery in that movie, a lot mm-hmm. of mixing of like practical effects and more special effects. Uh, so like when they're going, there there's just these really long shots of like panes of glass with different airbrush designs on it that end up kind of looking like some Aurora Borealis shit that's like parallaxing, and then like these big models that they're sweeping over. And it takes its time with all of these effect shots. It really lets you just kind of drink in what the crew was doing, what they were designing for this. Mm -hmm. Um, And in many cases, it's really neat looking. And then in some cases, it's like, goddamn, move on from this. Like there's a 10-minute shot of the Enterprise when Kirk's first getting on it, it's like, for fuck's sake, just move on, put Kirk on the goddamn ship, please.
0: And this is coming from someone who bought the technical manuals for the Enterprise <laughs> yeah. and Defiant yeah. and whatnot.
1: Yeah. I have great love for the uh, Enterprise D specifically. Um, cool shit. But it is. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you got uh, Ilya, uh, the ball chick in it, who's. This movie's really horny.
0: Uh, sure, This movie's, like,
1: really horny. So, like, this... We brought a Phase 2 before and, and how that was supposed to be this, uh, you know, pitch for a new Star Trek series that ended up getting repurposed for some TNG episodes, but apparently the pilot became the motion picture. Okay. And Ailea was supposed to be a member of the crew, and I read I read up like what her whole deal is with her character, and she comes from like a society where like just free sex is a is a thing. It's a totally like sex casual world, like, like sex Lisa. is something you do as. Sure, yeah, but like it explained like sex is something you do as part of like business negotiations and like regular friendships and stuff, and so it's just like goddamn Gene.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know Gene. Gene had... He likes his he ladies. Liked what he liked.
1: Yeah. Gene was uh, kind of a sex pervert. Kind of. (laughs) Just a little bit.
0: It's just also the concept Uh, of the motion picture and everything is so weird to me because, like, the original series was what, three seasons, I think?
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: I think so. It was like, I don't think it was four. It was like, I'm pretty sure it was three.
1: Something like 70 episodes total. Like, it didn't even make it to syndication.
0: Sure. So, well, it did. Just back then, like, you never needed 100, is the thing. Oh, okay. But it, it was syndicated So mm-hmm. That would basically be like to, If today, like if tomorrow They announced, we're making a movie Out of fringe Like, <laughs> here's this Series from like 12 years ago That was not particularly Successful And now we're making yeah. a movie out of it
1: uh, Apparently a lot of people are way in Fringe now, so we're doing a movie I guess I'm th- Sure
0: well, no, it would be like people are way into this other thing that's sort of tangentially related to Fringe. Yeah. So now we're bringing Fringe back cause clearly it was Star Wars yeah. that precipitated the comeback of Star Trek.
1: Sort of. So again, reading about it, part of it was uh, Trek ended up gaining a following after it got canceled. Yeah. Like, it, it then like got really popular... Yeah, and so Paramount started to see that there was a market specifically for Star Trek that they should tap into again. And as they were getting prepared to launch a new network, they figured, well, we should have a Trek series as the flagship program for this network to end up drawing people in. And that's where the idea for Phase 2 came about. But then Phase 2 just morphed into so many different things. Like, the entire production history of that is... Really interesting if you like kind of behind the scenes stuff for productions of television shows. So I won't bother to get into it because it's really there's a lot going on. Um uh, but basically, it was hey, let's do a show, actually, let's not do a show, maybe do a movie, but what if we do a show again? Ah, eh, it should be a movie and then we'll do a show. And it just kind of got shuffled around a lot until it manifested as the motion picture and TNG. Um, cool, yeah, very cool. Uh, but uh, Will Decker. It didn't land to me immediately that that's just prototype Will Riker. Almost down to the name, but like his entire character is just Riker. Who's he? Uh, Will Decker is the captain of the Enterprise that Kirk relieves of duty in the motion picture, so he becomes number one.
0: Oh, so he's. Is he not in two?
1: No, he dies at the end of one. Oh,
0: okay. I was going to say, I don't yeah. remember him.
1: Yeah, he becomes a space god, basically he merges with uh V'ger.
0: So after the first so Kirk comes back for the first movie, then retires again? Because at the beginning of two, he's retired.
1: Yeah, it's weird too, because like the whole first movie is about like Kirk wants to be the captain of the Enterprise. Like he's not satisfied in a desk job. Then two McCoy has has to beg
0: him to come back, basically. Yeah.
1: So like at the end of the first movie though, like one of the things that movie does very well Is presenting these characters As having a fractured relationship with one another Because they've been apart for so long And then by the end of the movie you build back up to Oh, the, the crew's back together Everyone is in their seat Everyone is where they should be This is comfortable and familiar And they're they're going off on new voyages And then yeah, immediately in the second movie It's just like, and no one's together again <laughs> <laughs> the, the crew's completely split apart Nobody watched Kurt's, that other one <laughs> Reset. That's right. We gotta, gotta draw this all back to one. Uh and I think that's the thing that's like pretty consistent throughout the movies, too, is Kirk not wanting to give up captainship, even though he's like an admiral now and he should not be piloting a starship. Because like I think uh generations does that too, where like he's there to see the launch of the new enterprise and he's just kind of like, ah, but I wish I was launching the new enterprise. Yeah, sure. So it's a, so, a repeat thing with Kirk And just keep going in circles with his character So are you basically. going
0: to continue watching all the movies I suppose I'm going to Continue?
1: Yeah. The, the idea I had was Well I don't want to watch the original series At all uh, no. but, but I've been curious about the no, movies no, For a while No no yeah. no <laughs> Not doing uh, the original series Oh no no But there is this cartoon that I've heard about Uh oh
0: There's a cat lady in it that was definitely oh. Gene Roddenberry's invention.
1: Uh. <laughs> Gene, we can't make the tits on this cat this big. We gotta get past <laughs> the sensors. Uh, make them bigger. Bigger. Gene, please. please just, bigger. He's pushing, he's pushing the animator away from his desk. He's furiously, like, scrubbing out the chest of the cat and drawing them bigger. <laughs>
0: Gene, she couldn't walk if if it was like this. Bigger. <laughs>
1: Gene editing cells of this cartoon like he edits fucking TNG scripts. <sighs> Christ. Um. No, I I think I'm gonna go watch all the original Star Trek movies before I get back to TNG.
0: Oh, before?
1: Yeah, I thought there's only like six them of out. them. Yeah, oh, like six of them. It's fine.
0: I thought you'd Fine. do like maybe a couple between each season or something like that. All right, then uh, in well, that case... then I got to get to
1: the TNG movies, Larry. Oh right, yeah, yeah,
0: those,
1: yeah, those. The, technically, the actual canonical ending, you know, of TNG is in those movies, so I, I gotta do them.
0: I will watch, uh, two of these. If you, okay, if you give me heads up so I can watch them, so we can talk about them on here. I will Which watch. One? The one where they go back to like Present, quote, present day San Francisco, I think 4
1: Oh, four? Star Trek 2
0: No <laughs> Oh, right, okay <laughs> Yes, good, good, this good bit Uh, 4, right
1: Yes, that's number 4
0: Okay, that this one
1: Search first block. The Voyage Home Uh, Undiscovered Country?
0: Yes that has Christopher Next Lloyd Klingon? That? Yes. Or is that six?
1: We've done this before. <laughs> We're yeah. not doing it again. We'll find out in our own time, but yeah, it's one of them.
0: Okay. Well, uh four. Isn't like watch. the
1: last one the final voyage or something like that? I don't, I don't
0: they know. They have the Voyage Home and then the Final Voyage.
1: Oh, that's no, the Voyage Home is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I'm just confusing the name. Okay. So number four, what was the other one?
0: Uh the TNG one where also where they go back to the present day um First Contact?
1: Oh yeah. Isn't yeah, that like First the Contact.
0: the one decent one?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I think I it thought is. all the TNG movies were supposed to be pretty rotten. I th-
0: I think First Contact is like the one that's watchable. Uh
1: I saw a few clips of the one that had um Tom Hardy in
0: it Oh that one's real and, bad
1: And boy were those scenes rough
0: Yeah That one actually I, I just, saw that Back when it came out um, on I just VHS. I really wanted to see Despite clips having, of a
1: very young Tom I, Hardy
0: I'm just saying like I had zero connection to Star Trek At the time I don't really remember much of Anything about the movie except just like Borg
1: That's probably a good entry point Sure, <laughs> this movie specifically about Picard's past. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I'll I'll watch him. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do everything. Want to see it all. Uh, except for lower decks and the animated series and the original series and Picard and Discovery. Enterprise. I'm not watching any of that shit.
0: What about oh. Enterprise?
1: I'll see about that. It's got that uh one hot Vulcan chick in it, so. I don't know. I might, be, I might yeah. be convinced to watch a little bit of Enterprise.
0: You should watch the episode of Voyager that The Rock was in.
1: I should. Yes. Yeah. That's it. I That's the just, only one. I should my victory lap for this thing that I'm doing. My oh, I'm going to treat myself to something good now. Lap should just be watching every single Doctor centric episode of Voyager. Okay. Every episode where Robert Picardo yeah should be getting top billing. The Star Trek is Yes.
0: I've already Please watch my,
1: my weird cut of Voyager where it's just all scenes of Robert Picardo. <laughs> they don't make any sense you because also there's just, no connective tissue between them.
0: You also just cut in scenes from Gremlins 2 in there in the middle.
1: <laughs> well, sure. I got to make sure people are paying attention.
0: <laughs> yeah. Keep them on their toes. <sighs>
1: I should recut the end of Gremlins 2 So it makes it look like the entire thing Was a holodeck simulation
0: <laughs> How would you the do that? The doctors
1: wanted to get his shit sucked By a gremlin <laughs> And so he came up with this entire holodeck scenario
0: Everything else was completely superfluous Like the holodeck it right. was including like Gremlins on the phone yelling to buy and sell And all of this stuff Like a Grandpa Munster <laughs> character it was all just in service of that in-bathroom scene
1: Yeah, well sure He The only instructions he put in was just uh, New York contemporary 1990s And then just adult <laughs> the rest of it Alright You know what would have been a really good Star Trek uh, Voyager episode? Is, is that happens, but then the gremlins gain sentience like Moriarty <laughs> And the fail-safes go out of whack And so the gremlins escape onto the Voyager
0: That would be really good
1: then you get like a bunch of gremlins wearing like starfleet uh, uniforms yeah starfleet outfits and like they they're in they got control of the deck Uh they're flying
0: the ship yeah you get an exterior shot of the ship just like bouncing around and stuff while they're going like left right left right
1: and stuff, yeah, it'd be good. You'd have a uh, you you know something's wrong because uh, Janeway is walking down the hallway and then the ship jostles and she like kind of hits the wall and she's like, "What was that?" And then like gremlins just start laughing over the PA system. <laughs> yeah, and then oh, she's off, like, "Over the gremlins." gremlins. Oh, the PA too? system. Yeah. She will she would just like, "Uh, well, sure." They got like a PA system probably throughout the entire ship, Do but. I? Yeah, like whenever someone's just like abandoned ship, do you think that's going out to all the combatches? It's probably yes. going out through like a PA system too. I,
0: I thought it always yeah, came whatever. through the combatches.
1: You know, it's probably in one of these manuals somewhere, and I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I haven't got there yet, but I mean, it's comprehensive enough, I imagine. I suppose. Is.
0: Yeah, if they had to give an evacuate evacuation order, like to the people, for example, in DS Nine on the Promenade and stuff. Then again, that's also yeah. not a Starfleet vessel. Sure. terror Nor. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. I do like God, the idea though of somebody like <laughs> they really are. I do like the idea of somebody hitting their comp badge though to try to like give instructions to someone and it's just a gremlin on the other end. But <laughs> yeah. that, still that would be really good. I
0: mean it would also it would basically be like the dentist scene from Gremlins 2 where they go into the sick bay and it's just like a gremlin oh, in the man. blue uniform, like using one of those or that flesh regenerators or whatever on him. <laughs>
1: He keeps summoning the Andy Dick hologram And then turning it off He just keeps getting more pissed about it <laughs> <laughs> oh, You'd go into like uh, Oh god I can't remember the character's name The really weird looking dude who's the chef and Like they would just have a pot in his kitchen And a gremlin is stirring it Wearing a chef's hat and then a gremlin pops out of the pot And he's covered in like chili or something
0: Well again that's just straight out of Gremlins too.
1: Yeah, I just want more Gremlins too, frankly. <laughs> okay. But just right. like set it in space. Yeah. yeah. The, even if you like just remove all the Star Trek stuff from it, if you wanted to do another Gremlins movie in space, and you just had some sort of holodeck-esque area that they ended up manifesting in and broke out of, there you go. That's your premise. Yeah. And like, ah, Gizmo was part of the program too, and so now Gizmo is on the ship. <gasps> Just make another Gremlins, please, come on joe no, Dante, just fucking make you're just, another Gremlins You
0: going to get that cartoon That's it
1: uh, <laughs> I just want more Gremlins I also just want more Robert Picardo But that's also a constant Yeah, what's uh, the
0: last thing he was in?
1: I have no idea It's been a
0: long time since I've seen Robert Picardo in anything
1: Yeah Yeah Conventions, mostly, I think Probably I don't know that he's doing anything else I forgot Brett Spiner was in uh, Independence Day Oh yeah, yeah And then he shows up again in uh, Resurgence Even though he d- very much dies in Independence Day
0: <laughs> Hey, looks like uh, Jay Mascus from Dinosaur Jr.
1: Oh, God Are you looking up uh, what Robert Picardo was yes, in last? Yes, I am I need to know before we move on
0: Um, Not much it turns oh, out. hold on,
1: I got a really good segue Okay The last thing Robert Picardo was in Was Diddy Kong racing
0: I don't think he was
1: <laughs> I
0: think you're making that it'd up really,
1: It'd be really cool if he was though Like does digitized Robert Picardo Flying a plane and racing against Banjo and Conker
0: He was in a couple of Episodes of the Orville
1: That, that makes sense. sense Yeah. Yeah, that, that follows
0: uh also a couple of episodes of the flash
1: yeah that also kind of makes sense sure. i suppose so a lot yeah, of just like, like random some, tv series yeah. though that's kind of what i would expect though like robert robert picardo never had the makings of a varsity athlete where like, <laughs> he 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 wasn't he didn't blow up and become like a big star he didn't do a bunch of really like amazing like uh I I don't know. Like he kind of just neatly slots into that like TV character actor. Robert Picardo. Like, yeah, he's great at that. I I, I like him just kind of showing up in things. Um,
0: I mean, also he is about seventy years old. So,
1: no, just young man. <laughs> sure.
0: Too old to be on TV shows, but uh, he'd be fine anyway, as a president
1: Before we move on, I would just like to say I think it's very cool how they did make Brendan Fraser look uh, as stout As when Robert Picardo got shrunk down in the first episode of Voyager
0: uh-huh.
1: Just very, very wide
0: Yeah, looking like a Roblox character
1: Yeah <laughs> I played a bunch of the Donkey Kongs, Larry Yay! You gotta talk about that uh, Donkey Kong Country 1 through 3 and Diddy Kong Racing. All right. Uh, yeah, so... I like Donkey a couple Kong's... of those games. Me too. It's Diddy Kong Racing and Donkey Kong Country 3, right? Those are the good ones. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the first Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country 2, fantastic. Uh, Donkey Kong Country 3 has a baby in it, and I just want to bring that up so everyone appreciates what I do for them.
0: You have to uh, pick my... up the baby and throw it at things, too
1: i mean that part's good <laughs> i like throwing the baby
0: no 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 don't throw, throw the, baby.
1: the baby i'm throwing the baby because i got a hundred percent in all these games as well
0: congrats uh,
1: well 102 percent and two 103 percent and three now we can have... go to 105 percent to three but i have no idea how to do it
0: now you have all the bananas
1: i do have all the bananas um first donkey kong country i remember when this came out this was like the thing that really made me want to get an snes even though by this point the snes was starting to get pushed away yeah that's a really
0: late snes game
1: i always wanted uh an snes when i was growing up and i had the genesis and i was able to play the snes enough at friends houses that i never was just like mom please let me get an snes but something about like Donkey Kong Country really clicked with me and that was the point where I was like I, I got to just have this in my room at all times. Um like by the time one...
0: Donkey Kong Country came, uh 1 came out the PS1 was already out, wasn't it?
1: Oh god, I don't
0: If not it was I really remember. close.
1: It was pretty close, yeah. Cuz the the whole thing was Kind of advertising it as, like, yeah, sure, the PlayStation can do 3D, but, like, check out what the SNES can do. Because it was also, like, that and Star Fox were the games that they were really trying to push as, like, you don't need anything other than an SNES. The SNES is capable of doing this really crazy, like, computer graphics shit, too. Um, But I had a neighbor who did have Donkey Kong Country. We didn't get along great, but we got along well enough and uh so <laughs> this is a good george story His he, he was out just kind of playing around and i was just like hey man can i play some donkey kong country and he was just like yeah sure whatever but he wasn't going to go inside so i just like walked into his house and sat down in his bedroom and started playing donkey kong country and his mom started like calling for him and like came into his room to get him and just kind of freaked out because I was not him. And I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along the lines of, I'm not your son.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so just, like, as an adult appreciating, appreciating this image of just walking into your kid's room. It's not your son. There's just some weird kid sitting there playing fucking Donkey Kong Country. And then would be like, no, you need to get out of this house right now. I don't know who you are. <laughs> But this was the lengths I was willing to go to to play Donkey Kong Country Was basically breaking and entering
0: Uh-huh.
1: I had to play Donkey Kong uh, And I never played two as a kid Or three Like I didn't play those until mm. just recently So Well
0: so update on the release dates uh, Donkey Kong Country came out before the PlayStation uh, Two and three were after
1: yeah, I knew for sure 3 was. well. I, like so, I specifically. Pretty much I was, nobody played 3 for that reason. I
0: was thinking of Yoshi's Island, which also came out after oh, yeah. the PlayStation. Because, like, yeah. that and Donkey Kong Country were kind of like the last gasps of look at what we can do with the SNES.
1: Yeah. So, Donkey Kong Country 3 also was not made by the same team that did 1 and 2, if I remember correctly. Because I think you by that point say. they were already. Well. By that point they were already working on like proper N64 games And so they were just like, eh, whatever The the small B team, you guys go do another Donkey Kong country
0: Yeah, they were busy trying to make sense of the 64 and how to make Donkey Kong 64 And they did a bang yeah. up job with
1: it Oh sure That's a video game that was designed by human beings and not a computer program that went horribly awry uh, You ever
0: watch the Digital Foundry retro thing on Donkey Kong?
1: I think so, yes. Yeah. Right. They yeah, they yeah. interviewed
0: like guys wow. from Rare who were just like, we had no idea what we were doing on that. Yeah.
1: Well, there was again, I, I tried looking for the clip and I can't seem to find it now, but there was some sort of podcast with a bunch of like former Rare employees uh who worked on Conquer and they were throwing some shit towards Donkey Kong sixty four going like, Yeah, the reason why Conquer is a better game is because we actually knew how to design a video game. <laughs> <laughs> like those Donkey Kong sixty four people had no fucking clue what they were doing I still regularly think About the non Non Euclidean design I can't say that word Euclidean. of um, Euclidean Design of that one level mm-hmm. Where if you pull open the map It's just like portions of the level are jutting Through other sections of the level And it just doesn't make any sense Right, oh, Like the God. hub
0: and mortal shell Yeah it's When like I brought that up
1: Yeah Um but yeah, the, the first two Donkey Kongs are pretty solid. I think I actually like the first Donkey Kong more, but I suspect Nonsense. that has a lot to do with nostalgia. Yep. Like playing it back in the day and just kind of remembering it more fondly whereas 2 was very much a new a new quantity to me kind of just playing that for the first time this year. Not entirely for the first time. I've I've popped into it and fucked around in it in emulation before now, but this is the first time I sat down and actually played the entire thing. Um, mm-hmm. but I've never played it on actual Hardware uh, And Donkey Kong Country 3 I've not Touched until just recently And I think my life would have been better If I just never touched it at all that game sucks
0: So Donkey Kong Country 3 Is a game I played a lot as a kid And that's one of those that you come back To it
1: later in emulation and it's like Oh Yeah Oh <laughs> I gotta keep going back and having Funky design these Fucking ships are you kidding me I
0: did not get that far
1: So I could do what Play Two different levels that are available now Possibly out of order Great
0: See, That's like, fun That's the one part that I still think is interesting About that game is like the weird sort of open world Aspects of it
1: um, Yeah but they should have gone like a bit further with it Because it's never more than two worlds that are Available to you yeah. at a time so no, but, like
0: but you get you go on the hovercraft, you can go around on the map and go Rrr, you can go sure, in like the little the actual, cave.
1: Yeah, like the actual traversal thing is is neat. It just I wish there was more to it than that. 'Cause it just yeah. it's a good idea that is not realized enough. Because uh, even when you find like hidden caves and stuff, it's just to get another one of like the, the little banana birds to get the true ending, which is just they dropped an egg on K Roll and that's it. Yeah.
0: So, what well, right, more that's do you want? They killed guess.
1: K Rule. No, he's still alive. He comes back in Donkey Kong 64. No,
0: he's dead. That's a clone.
1: Uh, okay. Yes, I agree <laughs> with you only because I like this sort of like Les enfants to Reeb sort of uh-huh. thing with K Rule. There's just like three different K Rules. One of them is the President of the United States.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, they keep a bunch of spare K Rules and Vats like Damien <laughs> Wayne? <laughs> We just got a bunch of them sometimes they come out like big and misshapen and it's like, oh no. We'll
1: have to put this K-roll on a Soddenberg movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: This K roll is deformed, it just keeps moaning Kill Me.
0: Big fan of Stevie Soddenberg.
1: Soderberg? Soddenberg? Soderberg. Soderberg? Uh-huh. Okay. That always sounds wrong to me. I keep thinking it's like Soddenberg, but Whatever Uh, Yeah Donkey Kong Country 3 I both don't like Donkey Kong Country 3 that much And I also think that it probably gets more shit Than it deserves though Like I I think the actual platforming and stuff Through levels is perfectly fine
0: I do not like that was the thing when I loaded it up Recently and I was like oh this Does not feel good to me at all
1: I mean the, The stuff where you're finding secrets and stuff Is what doesn't feel good to me about the level design Like having to actually throw the Kongs around Just Feels really imp- imprecise and not yeah. great I more just mean like the actual design of the levels Like bonking on Kremlins and stuff Like it's Donkey Kong Man it's it's not changed that much from the other two games So like it's serviceable But it's the I stuff think, that is around that so, that isn't that good it,
0: it specifically is like one of the first levels is the sawmill It was like the hit boxes on everything just felt super weird
1: I see I didn't have that much problem with the sawmill
0: I think also though maybe coming to it after playing the first two Where like most games have weird hitboxes in general Uh, And so maybe by then you were used to it
1: Maybe I just kind of got acclimated to Donkey Kong's weird bullshit Maybe
0: Because just like the whole way those are made with the 3D models turned into sprites And then it's all like this hacked together nonsense
1: I Um, I will say the area where the hitboxes felt the most off was the final boss of that game Uh, Because you you have to like uh, You never beat the game you said? Yeah I did oh you did okay um yeah that's like the boss easiest where, to learn. where k rule is just kind of he's got a jet pack he's going back and forth and the floor is electrified and you gotta throw a barrel at him just sometimes i would hit him where the barrel needs to hit him and it just would not register as damage yeah and then sometimes i would just kind of hit him like in a weird spot where i just expected like oh, i fucked this up and then he would take damage so it just felt super weird in that final boss fight um but yeah, the, the third game is probably the easiest one
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's not that difficult Second one's the hardest one for fucking sure Oh you know, yeah, those yeah Goddamn bramble levels
0: The lava ones also
1: Oh god, yeah That game is, I mean If you're playing them straight off of one another You're going directly from Donkey Kong Country to Donkey Kong Country 2 It actually feels like a pretty decent ramp up in difficulty Yeah I guess it's a nice comfortable slope up So it felt like a good challenge But if you just went in raw on 2 That game is hard as balls Oh yeah You know what else is hard? Diddy Diddy Kong Kong Racing Racing. Mm -hmm. That game is a motherfucker Yes it is How did I beat this as a kid? (laughs) It's the thing that went through my mind constantly while playing this thing
0: I don't know Uh I kind of had the same reaction to Crash Team Racing When I tried playing that, the PS1 version um, I don't know, just when you're a kid I think you have a lot of time to just bang your head against it
1: I guess, I just I remember very vividly as a kid Getting to uh, race Wiz Pig in space And that's like the unlockable super final boss So mm. I had to have done absolutely everything In Diddy Kong Racing except when I played it this time and I got to the first Wizpig fight, I had absolutely no idea how you beat him. Like, there is a way that you break past the acceleration limit, and it's by continually tapping the A button. Uh, so rather than holding it down, this, I guess, constantly boosts you over the max speed for a character. That was the only way I could beat Wizpig, And I was using the character who had, like, the most optimal handling and speed as recommended by several different sources online for that boss fight and Conker? I still had to do something that felt like I was breaking the game uh, no, it was like uh, the crocodile
0: oh yeah, that guy
1: or no, it wasn't the, the turtle it the tiger? I think. might have been the tiger Larry, honestly, I tried fucking everybody okay. I, I didn't try whoa, like whoa. fucking everybody <laughs> hold on a second I need to want that back look, the character design of Rivet is very good but I don't want to fuck her or any other furry video game character I want to make this very clear Alright, alright I ain't into that weird shit
0: Methinks we he doth protest too much
1: <laughs> You were the one who a few nights ago was just like Yeah, Lola Bunny is sexy I mean, I'm not going to do anything about it But it's a yeah. sexy character And I was sure. like, no, like, no I don't even <laughs> think that I'm as pure as the driven snow No, you're not a prude, someone would call me Shut you. up
0: <laughs> You can look at something and understand what the design was Like, what the intent there was It doesn't mean like, oh, now I'm a furry Shut up
1: I mean, it's probably fine if, like, Rivet jacks you off with a robot hand Because it's robot hand, so it's not actually, like, an animal arm So, like, that's probably okay That's probably fine not a furry uh anyway the diddy kong uh, racing characters i tr- i tried all of them in the final boss fight and i could only win by doing something that felt like cheating which is not very good game design obviously uh but, like the difficulty in that just it ramps up so hard so quickly they were just like every time you beat a boss in that game then it's like okay go through all the levels again and now collect all these coins you gotta collect all the coins and you gotta finish them first in order to beat the level it's the same fucking level but you gotta do it this way and also everybody is faster now and like that becomes a pain in the ass and just kind of a slog because you're having to play everything twice Uh, the, the boss fights themselves I don't know if you remember the octopus boss fight but man not really He drops all these bubbles behind him And if you get hit by a bubble It traps you, slowly floats up in the air Before popping, so it just sets you behind Oh, yeah You have to chase him in the hovercraft And the hovercraft controls like total dog shit Yes, it does And mercifully, there's very few levels Where you have to use the hovercraft More often than not, it is offered to you As an option if you decide to Revisit a race for funsies So you can just opt out of it Uh but that also means you're not given much time to acclimate to it By the time you have to go fight that boss So that also makes it just that much more difficult It took me a hour and a half or thereabout to beat that boss And I was watching the Star Trek episode Where they visit a planet that is unable to reproduce due to radiation And so they <laughs> kidnap all the kids on the Enterprise
0: You're just unable so to just... reproduce because you're playing Diddy Kong Racing in <laughs> 2021
1: That's right, no one wants to have sex with me Look at how I'm living my life But now that's like Just forever linked as a memory I'm just going to keep thinking about like The anger I felt towards the game At the same time feeling anger towards Picard For not just trading children for technology Those parents (laughs) could have made more kids Picard, you fuckwit Just make the deal You could have got rid of Wesley What Man Star Trek Diddy Kong, my life has fallen apart, Larry Yeah Anyway uh, I liked two of these games a whole lot It's it's Donkey Kong 1 and 2 Diddy Mm -hmm. Kong Racing I Well,
0: Donkey Kong Country You need to specify It's like if you say Metal Gear 1 or 2
1: Yeah, that's a good point Uh, Anyway, I like Donkey Kong 1 and 2 And I also (sighs) Have fond memories of playing Donkey Kong Jr., uh, please yeah, I have fond memories of playing Diddy Kong Racing with my grandpa I Actually, am no, glad Donkey to Kong have that too. game Wait,
0: okay It was mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Jr. and then Donkey Kong 3 Was the one with Mario with the, the bug spray thing, right?
1: That's whatever you want it to be Okay <laughs> Whichever those, whatever game you want it to be, it's fine Can you play Donkey Kong 3 on the Switch? wonder how good that looks on the OLED You get True Black
0: Ooh. Ooh,
1: that's the Donkey Kong sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sound that makes it makes at the start of every level.
0: Oh, well, apparently, um, Donkey Kong Two was just a Game and Watch game. Oh right, But, but it yeah. did exist. Like, but yes, it was Donkey Kong Junior, and then three. Oh, nice. it wasn't Mario. It was Stanley. Was the character this is, uh,
1: This is. Tangentially related I've left Twitter up during this entire recording And I really like seeing all the Switch stuff Kind of rotate around and what's happening Because now it's just like Gaming, Ethernet Like 64 gigabytes Just every single shitty thing about this yeah. Just keeps popping up I mean, on it's also it's people
0: like, Well hey more storage is nice Yeah who cares, buy an SD
1: card like, Nintendo Switch 64 is what they should have <gasps> It's got 64 gigabytes And also, everything on it is bad
0: (laughs) Everything on it is a blurry mess It runs like shit (laughs) It runs at 10 frames per second,
1: yeah It's a wasted opportunity Everyone upset that it's not the Super Nintendo Switch? Nah, fuck that, I'm upset it's not the Nintendo Switch 64 I was thinking recently
0: about how In that period, in like the mid to late 90s Everybody Mm -hmm. wanted their games to be blurry Like, they, they thought that looked good like sure. the n64, like oh well, it's got this anti-aliasing. Sure, it makes everything look like you smeared vaseline all over the TV, but it it's not jaggy. And the same thing with like you look at the OpenGL versions of Quake. They look terrible. And Quake Two yeah. looks awful. It looks so much worse than just the original version of Quake with the clean pixels and everything. But that's how people wanted it. They're like, oh, this is advanced. Look at how. Awful and smeared these Textures are Texture filtering
1: Yeah Even then though like some of it is just When you're displaying it on a CRT And what a CRT does to that image as well It does end up looking better than if you Just kind of emulate some of that stuff now Where it looks all kinds of fucked because it's Not getting run through the filter Of a CRT screen
0: What are you talking about it Um, would just make it even blurrier
1: for the Nintendo sixty four, there's times where that ends up kind of working out in its favor. There's stuff from upscaling nonsense. You're that just was... making
0: things up. You've got the John Lenneman brain disease that makes you think I might oh, have I'm going to run the PlayStation five on a CRT to see the ultimate.
1: <laughs> well, video so that quality. actually is more what I'm talking about. Is if you take like the PlayStation one. And you just run that as raw pixels And you have all the dithering and everything It looks Wrong You need the CRT to blur the dithering out So you actually get the gradients that they wanted to get out of it That's why they have dithering in the first place So there's certain stuff where you do want More blur from those systems But I get what you're saying That there are games where they baked in too much blur And so they always looked like shit No matter what
0: Well yeah and there's stuff like um a lot of pixels. Like, pixel art was designed to be viewed on CRTs, where yeah. there's a some Twitter account I don't remember what it's called, but it, it's just like retro pixel CRT pixels, I think they're called, where they show yeah. like the raw pixels versus what look like a CRT, and a lot of times it's like it makes it look like it's basically double the resolution. Yeah, uh, like a lot of RPG uh, sprites and stuff specifically.
1: The... The best example I can remember for showing the impact that dithering has on a CRT is the, uh, earthworm Gem title screen oh, where you yeah. have that really, really detailed picture of Jim and there's just a ton of dithering all over it. And when you, you show that raw and you show it filtered through a CRT, there is just a clear difference in what that technique does to an image.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you know, it, it does stuff with console encoding and things like that as well. But, uh, Some N64 games do look better to me on a CRT. Specifically, I'm thinking like Mario 64 always looked better to me on a CRT than it does on just like upscaled through a TV or just having a completely sharp uh, in emulation. And I think that's because it was a very early N64 game. And so it was a lot more, the character models were more rudimentary. Everything was just these bright colors with firm separation. And so then when you do have that blurred out a little bit, it looks better. Uh, but when you had stuff that looked more complex And had more depth And it was already blurred through the N64 And then it gets blurred more That stuff looks terrible mm-hmm. Games with darker colors Things like that just do not look as good um, Donkey Kong
0: 64
1: That's what I'm thinking of <laughs> <laughs> Got it in one uh, Perfect Dark a Very dark game True well, it's to its not. name Super dark No it isn't (laughs) It needs to be darker in fact Not dark enough Yeah I don't know N64 I, I get why some people I guess Find charm in the N64's graphics For the most part, no There's a lot of really terrible looking games On that system PlayStation 1 stuff I think generally holds up
0: Right, well that, that was kind of my point What I was bringing up with this Is that at the time the N64 was viewed as the far superior thing Because it's it's blurry
1: The number is we, bigger
0: We love blur
1: It's 64, par- not 32
0: Park Life, Song 2 All great
1: I still think that the original Metal Gear Solid holds up Like I know that you yeah, can't sure. see actual faces on the character models But th- yeah. that the style that they were going for in that game and the things that they compromised on to get more detail out of other, like, parts of the levels, like, it, it holds up. It's not a bad-looking game.
0: Yeah. Your imagination Final fills Fantasy in 9. the faces from the Kodak. Yeah. Kodak screens Kodak. Kodak. Kodak.
1: Final Kodak. Fantasy Nine holds up really well. Yes. Stuff like the, you know... Except it, for
0: that it, one character who, like, I don't know how you're supposed to be able to tell what that thing is. Like... Recently I looked up a picture and tried to suss out like what it actually is. I was like, I'm "Oh, sure it's like a, it's a, the fox person."
1: Oh, uh, the rat lady.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: Like originally yeah, I, I had zero idea what it was supposed to be.
1: And yeah, she's a rat lady. Yeah. I like her character design a whole lot.
0: That's neat. <laughs> you know, like red mage. Looking Outfit but it's like got that giant hat yeah. And everything it's like wh- where's the head yeah. In here
1: <laughs> Oh where's is is Vivi's is
0: face it, Is it a beak what is this no, Oh I guess <laughs> it's a rat
1: I like how many characters in that game Just do not have clearly defined faces Cause yeah it's her yeah. Vivi the, Of course the, the one Black with the Mage dreadlocks and, Yeah the dreadlocks guy you don't really See his face at all either God, The character designs in that game Are so weird and they are so good and graphically that game completely holds up Instead I'm over here playing D- Diddy Kong Racing <laughs> and Donkey Kong Country 3 when I could be playing that again
0: Diddy Kong Racing though pr- SMT probably one. What am I doing? Diddy Kong Racing's most lasting cultural uh, contribution Is the laugh when you start up the game Which is in yeah. everything
1: <laughs> Yeah it's a good laugh
0: I'm sure it existed before that They were just pulling they, it from a stock library But you know, as a kid if you played Diddy Kong Racing a lot You hear that every time you turn yeah. on That's always going to be the thing you associate it with
1: The music in Diddy Kong Racing is really good too yeah. I think it has a very solid soundtrack to it The first two Donkey Kong Country games Terrific soundtracks was third that? one took a fucking nap
0: <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> was Diddy Kong Racing Grant Kirkhope?
1: Uh, you might have to look that up I do not wise. know David Wise I don't know I think it was I think it might be Wise I think it might be too It, it doesn't have kind of the more cartoony feel That Kirk Hope's music had for games like that Yes whimsical. it was David Wise Okay I suspected more... it was but there's more aggression in certain songs, whereas a lot of Grant Kirkhope stuff has more whimsy to it, even when you're in like boss fights or spooky places.
0: No e either.
1: No. Uh they did want to d- oh god, the, the development of that game is so weird too, because it started as like a completely unrelated from anything Kart racer. It was like Nintendo sixty four Pro Am or yeah, something I was gonna like say, that. It was supposed or Pro Am sixty four.
0: Uh, a sequel to R C Pro Am, I thought
1: yeah and and then eventually it just became diddy kong racing and then like later on they wanted to do another like donkey kong racing game where you raced around on the animals and that like changed shape a bunch and eventually that just got canceled i think Mm -hmm. Uh, and and this also like joins majora's mask and ocarina and having like a 3ds remake uh that is i would assume better like those games, I I think that they would have made improvements on them. Otherwise, what is the point of remaking them for a handheld console at what, all? Wait, what did they remake? Uh, Diddy Kong Racing. I'm pretty sure that had like a 3DS port. Uh, I don't think it did. I thought it did. No. I'm looking this up, because I'm positive that it's on more than uh. I... Oh, Nintendo DS okay. had a remake on, not the 3DS. All okay. right. Um, sure. That still fits though, so, because like yeah, that uh Mario sixty four remake on the DS.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, okay. Yeah. I I bet the DS version probably runs better than the sixty four one. Oh, definitely. Hmm.
1: I haven't played it, but I would assume. Like my complaint at that point though would be having to control it with the D pad. Uh, I mean, play plenty of racing games with the D pad, but man, I don't know. I just analog stick is way better for that kind of thing. Obviously. Uh. I say that thinking after this, I'm going to sit down and play Mario Kart for Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get started on that. But yeah, I also, when I was playing this game, I was uh, in the background, had some videos running of some guy who was doing challenge runs for SMT games where he'd like, I'm only going to beat the game with like the original persona and nothing else. And like, that's some real sicko shit. That's a depraved mind.
0: Right. Nuzlocke. That's that kind of thing.
1: Yes. Yeah, I I think he he did one where it was Nocturne without using buffs or debuffs.
0: You know, uh, GDQ's apparently happening now?
1: Who cares? (laughs) Not me. (laughs) No one gives a shit. I I took a look at the shirts. They're bad this year. So I get to save some money there.
0: I had no Um, idea until I saw a post about it on Twitter this morning. I was like, oh. Yeah. All right.
1: GDQ not has a lost... room
0: full of freaks, like it just say, it loses yeah. all appeal,
1: yep i ever since they stopped having a uh, blue glass or whatever that guy's name was, he was just yeah. like super enthusiastic about everything front and center. And then I don't know who eventually was just like you need to sit in the back row, uh, but that person's an asshole,
0: yeah, like he was the rich Evans of g d q You had to have yeah. his laugh,
1: yes, it's like the laughter of an angel. In that it is no. frightening and it drives you to yes. madness
0: Yeah, blue glasses. <laughs> cannot... Be not afraid I'm going to run <laughs> Echo the dolphin
1: I'm uh, going to pop into Audacity after this and mix his laugh With Rich Evans and just make a horrible Cacophony
0: That's the thing you play out of speakers that just trills. shatters every window In a mile <laughs> radius
1: Hacking the PA system at the Walmart To just play his laugh on loop yeah.
0: Man, he was great
1: Yeah, he was. There was... like people in GDQ say cuss words again, damn it, come on.
0: Yeah, it's just... If they're all doing it from home, like, what's the difference from just going to their Twitch page?
1: Look, here's the thing, right? They didn't want people cussing because it's for the family or something like that. I guess specifically because the charity involved would want to not be as involved if they portray a more adult image because they want... The charity uh, to have anything that it's dealing with To have a very broad family level appeal right? I thought
0: you were going to say it's Because GDQ is now being run by Vin Diesel
1: Well I mean We don't know that it's not <laughs> It might first be of all. It could be yeah.
0: GDQ is all about family
1: He could be off screen holding a shotgun And just pointing <laughs> it towards the couch To make sure that nobody says a cuss word uh, Or invokes America Airlines or something uh, But Here's my argument against that If you're sitting your kids down To have them watch people speedrun video games That's child abuse
0: Yeah don't do that
1: (laughs) Just let people cuss No normal brained child Is going to sit down And watch somebody like barely speak During a Dark Souls 3 speedrun Where they're just trying to awkwardly clip through walls After failing to do so 20 times Like no child has the patience for that shit
0: here, kid, watch this four hour run of GTA San Andreas. <laughs> Which again, like that's the thing, like they run games where like there are curse words in there and they don't do anything about it, so like what? Okay. There
1: was that that year where they were blocking all the comments because they didn't want people saying like nasty shit on the videos, and then like the thumbnail for The Last of Us was just Ellie driving an ice pick through someone's windpipe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like what the fuck are you guys doing? And then they eventually like lifted the restriction and allowed comments again. But yeah. and, like I get to some degree not wanting to do that because there are a lot of like shitheads who end up going on there and saying a lot of like anti trans stuff that's yeah. been a thing.
0: Then, guess what? Get a moderator. Sure. That's what moderation's or for.
1: what if we got an algorithm?
0: No. Absolutely not but,
1: then we don't, but we don't have to pay the algorithm So that's, you know, a plus
0: Ratings for Retro Corner
1: I think uh, an appropriate rating system We're going to do it real simple this week Is this game a Grant Kirkhope Or is it a David Wise? Because uh, they're all great, really They're just different kinds of great So like uh, Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2 Those are Grant Kirkcopes right there And then Diddy Kong Racing And uh, Donkey Kong Country 3 they're David Weiss You know it's good But it's not the one that you remember
0: I don't okay I don't know about these so ratings It's either
1: very disrespectful to David Weiss Or it's a pro... I don't know
0: Yeah I think it is
1: Eh whatever David <laughs> Weiss don't care he don't listen to this
0: <laughs> Alright
1: David Weiss is never going to know that I am tying him to Donkey Kong Country 3, which I'm sure is something that he would become murderous over. As he should. That's it. That's the podcast. Uh, Larry and I are going to go pre-order Switch OLEDs, so goodbye, dinosaurs. We still have some. All your Trekkies and TV
0: addicts Don't mean to this, don't mean to bring static Or your Klingons in the no fucking house Grab your back street friend and get loud Blow yeah. doors off inches, grab you with the bitches And no, I
1: didn't retire Snatch it off with the needle nose pliers Black kids, you look whore